Welcome back to MTB Sharing the Stoke. I'm Jamie from New Zealand Mountain Biking, and along with this podcast, NZMTB offers tours throughout the country and lessons where we are based here in NZ Mountain Biking Capital, Rotorua. The best way that you can support this content is to share it and book a ride or a lesson with us. Anyway, let's get into it. Cool, so today we've got Russ who is a rider from Wellington, and he's most well-known in the mountain bike community for his work with Word, Joyride, um, and Crail Funds, Wellington Mountain Bike Club. So he's an integral little part of the mountain bike community down there. And, uh, yeah, no doubt we'll learn something new about his background, and we'll just be yarning bikes, so it should be pretty good. Anyway, Russ, how is it down there in Wellington, mate? Yeah, it's pretty good at the moment. Like, um, yeah, we've been pretty blessed with the weather lately. So um, there's, I just got back from a ski trip, but it seems like everyone's been having some good riding in the last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, we've got some new trails that are just about to be opened. So looking forward to hitting those up shortly. Yes, yeah, is that with the club? Like, who's, who's, who, who organises that? Is that Wellington Regional Council or...? Uh, so in the last few years, um, we have uh, a trails trust that's been established and they have been taking a bit of, they've been taking point on a lot of the new builds. And so there's a new build on, um, Mount Victoria, which is coming down the high tie tie side of the hill, which oh. sounds pretty sweet. So it's going to be our first kind of really long flow, um, jumps trail. So we'll see. Yeah. Looking forward to have a, a roll down that some stage soon. Yeah, sweet. And so, like, you've how long have you been in Wellington for? Forever? Uh, I came down in 2000, so I was up in Massey um, before then and, um, you know, did a degree up there. That's when I actually started getting into mountain biking um, and then came down uh, 2000 and been here ever since, really. But, um, the wife, um, that's the only place she could work, so that's oh, yeah. where... That's that's why we're in Wellington. Um, yeah, it's not too bad. Love being here, like with the trails so close and the good good community. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, there's a lot of trails in Wellington. Eh? They're all kind of scattered, but there's a couple of main riding places. But then there's yeah, hidden little gems. I was I was there like on my way back because I saw you down south as well, and Ellie took me on one Mystic Portal, which is literally you're just between you're in suburbia down this little yep. valley slash on a ridge jumping and you see just the city in the background it's pretty cool yeah yeah and it's just this one-off trail one-off kind of free ride type trail that um in the middle of nowhere yeah um yeah yeah pretty hard like... to shuttle that one you could have yeah yeah the road up the top there's pretty much almost one lane and tight there's but... nowhere to turn around eh? <laughs> yeah 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 he was saying there he used to um have his daughter on his like shotgun seat and take take her to daycare or Montessori or something up there and then ride that back down to work. That's a pretty cool commute. Yeah, that, yeah, it is a pretty cool commute. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm over in Miramar and so I get to um head over Mount Vic pretty much every day on the way to work to and from and then I can add in uh Waimapihi Pole Hill or hit up our local trails in Miramar on the way home. So yeah, it's pretty cool when you can do that just as part of your commute, you know. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. See you later, cycle paths. Go for the single yeah. track. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And so you've also been involved in a couple of businesses as well, um, Joyride and Word, which is more of a, I don't know, 
Describe what yeah. word is. Word's really so, cool. Um, a word is the, um, the kids' mountain bike program that we have here in Wellington that was started by um, Ashley Peters. Um, and so that's been running for over 10 years now. And it was kind of a... Um, the kind of where it came from is Ash had a, a tour business called Bike Wellington and she really wanted to do something focused on kids because that's her training and background. And uh, so she started Word, but she started as a not-for-profit, so kind of an offshoot of that. She um, You should get her on sometime and tell her the whole story because it's a pretty interesting one. Yeah. Um, and so I came on kind of, I think it was in the second year of Word because um, I had a, I've got a daughter who's now 16, but at the time I think was six and was learning to ride. And I knew I didn't want to teach her. Um, mm. And I wanted to get in with those who were because uh, it's way easier getting um, getting someone else to teach your kids rather than trying to do it yourself. So um, so I came on as an instructor there and been doing that for the last 10 years. Um, and a couple of years in, because uh, I did... I guess I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to like mountain bike stuff and like, you know, whether it be trail building or, or the instructing stuff, I always want to kind of learn more. So mm -hmm. um, it was a couple of years and I did my PIMB um, mountain bike instructor qual uh, just because I wanted to learn more about riding and how to ride better and how to teach and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then uh, I started helping Ashley like teaching the instructors at words. So each year we, we have... In Wellington, we have about 30 instructors returning, and then we induct another 15 or so each year. Mm -hmm. um, and so they all need to be taught and that kind of thing. We run training programs and stuff. So we've got that coming up in a couple of weeks' time, so gearing up for that. Um, and then it was after a couple of years of doing that, um, Ash had been has set up a separate offsite called Joyride, which was to do um, teaching for adults. Um, and uh yeah she was looking for someone to look after the beginner and intermediate guys and so she said would i be interested in doing that and then mm -hmm. went off and um taught a lesson with her and then it was on the in the car on the way home from mucker peak after she'd done kind of her like you know um ride along with the lesson she said oh do you just do you want to do this with me and so yeah and so yeah we ran joyride together for seven years nice. um we just just knocked that on the head in April this year, actually. Um, it was just getting a bit much with all the things going mm. on. But, um, and, and also the COVID times were a little bit tough. Like, um, whilst we used to do a lot of group lessons, a bit like you, we, we, we had our, we'd bring crews from Wellington up to um, Rotorua for some camps and, mm -hmm. you know, three-day camps up there. And they were kind of like the most fun things to do at yeah. Joyride. Like, um, head up there with an, uh, you know, I'd always go up with Rod Barsley would be the other coach and we'd have a crew of, you know, 10 guys and, you know, just stay next to the forest and, yeah, just have a really good time um, showing oh. people the forest and teaching them to ride and stuff. So Yeah. I just ran my yeah. first three-day skills thing here in Rotorua. It was pretty good. Went off with a bang. Yeah. 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 It's so cool watching the progression of people, eh? Like three days is a good amount of time where you don't have to rush and it takes the pressure off and, yeah people's confidence just soars that's it's cool yeah i mean i i you know we both um like our, you know our relationship developed by talking about like instructing and stuff when we we're at you know um 
catching up in Rotorua and stuff. And yeah. I think one of the things that I've always seen is that, like we see it with the kids as well, is that people um, coming back and so and having that time to process the information and kind of mm -hmm. um, and practice it for themselves. Um, you know, you can do a lot of good for someone's writing in a two or three hour lesson, but like, you know, a three day camp for adults or like what we do with the kids, it's like a, it's a seven week program um, and it's two hours, um, one afternoon a week. And yeah, just like the progress that you see with the kids is awesome. And it means that you don't have to be teaching the whole time. Like mm -hmm. you can give them a skill and then get them to go and practice it and then they can go and can ride and then you can just give them a bit, little bits of feedback and it's like you don't have to be like jamming content down, yep. you know, the whole time. So, yeah. Yeah, that sense it's listening cool, is pretty key, hey. And with kids as well, they just want to ride. They just want to be moving, just want to be doing stuff because I run a, a winter program with kids too where it's like I see them once a month and mm -hmm. uh, it's just on a Sunday. The parents go for a ride, leave me with their kids. And I have this little gang that I roll around with. Um, yeah, three little groups on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool. Just, you know, by the end of the five weeks, they're pretty self-sufficient. Hey? And some of them are only like six or seven years old. So they're yeah. pretty little. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And yeah, so no, the word's been running for 10 years now? Yeah, just over 10 years. Like, um, this was this year's the 10th year. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, and uh ashley has taken it to wanaka and now to christchurch as well so mm -hmm. um starting to um build up in those areas which is yep. pretty cool yeah that is cool it's uh probably one of the bigger mountain biking businesses in the country eh? in terms of schools yeah well, we don't call it business because it's a not-for-profit yeah. not but yeah, yeah in terms of like the numbers of instructors up and down the country you know it's got to be actually i don't know <laughs> i think it must yeah. be 60 70 plus so mm -hmm. and it's really cool like here in wellington we have you know um 300 kids in the after school program you know mm -hmm. and what um, ages are they so it goes from 7 to 17 cool. um and so, and we break them up um 7 to 9s 10 to 12s and then that 13 to 17 year old group um the yep. teenagers yeah so nice. yeah and so when did, like, how did you get into mountain biking? At Massey, so Palmerston or Palmerston North? Yeah, Palmerston North. Yeah. Um, I, basically, I was in the halls out at Massey there, and I didn't have a car. Yeah. And, and um, I guess I didn't appreciate that, you know, when I, I moved to, to Palmy, that Massey was quite away from everywhere, and that if you didn't have a car, you needed a bike to be able to get around. So I went down and um, got myself a, Avanti, Avanti Barracuda with yeah, um, yeah with uh, fifty mils of elastomer suspension and uh, and um, everyone was pretty impressed because they had V brakes. Yeah, so, nice. Uh, they and, were awesome, eh? Yeah, and then um, yeah, we just used to do a bit of riding out the back of the uni there. So there was the old K Loop, which is now the Arapuki Mountain Bike Park, um, and and then there was another one, the Turatia Loop, which was I think it's all houses and stuff now as in mm -hmm. sub-development, but you know, you could just, there was one cool thing. You could actually just ride out the back of uni and just, you know, 20, 20 minutes out the back there and you could go for a bit of a mountain bike ride and come back home. Yeah. There's a lot of like gravel roads and that kind of thing. There wasn't too many um, mountain bike specific trails then, but yeah. Yeah. I remember my first mountain biking <laughs> down in Wellington on my 
maybe my sister's bike. I might have had my Avanti Black Thunder by then, which I got so that I could ride to school. And it was on the uh, Rimataka Incline. So we went out there yep. and that was like just, I remember just fanging down hills, absolutely hating it on the way up, like struggle street, but there'd be just enough down that you could just, you know, tuck up and go for it. Yeah. And then it wasn't until Christchurch when I started to actually go mount, like there was actually single track down there. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah it was a lot of bombing four wheel drive tracks. I remember when we did get a car, we would take, um, three of us and two bikes and put them and drive up Scott's road and some of the other roads and just like we'd send the car down first just in case someone was coming up and just like bomb down these four-wheel drive tracks and um or, you know gravel roads and stuff um but I guess um my best mountain bike story from back in those days is I used to flat with a guy called Zane Smith and he and I were doing the same course and um we were just a bit tired studying um it was the end of the year and so we thought we'd go down to Whiterary to um because there were some trails in the forest there and um this is the day before an exam and we um we went down there for a ride and we just pulled in we saw the gate was open and we parked up his uh central wagon there and we went for a ride in, in the um in the forest block there and then we got back and found that the gate had been locked on us no and and we didn't know like there was no phone numbers no one to call or anything like that no way to get the car out and we were trying to think how we're going to get back to palmy and so zane just thought yeah how hard can it be and so he just well we knew that you can drive on the beaches around there so we thought we'll just head out to the beach and so we drove through the forest found a um a forestry road and we i think we got up and over the first sand dune because it had a bit of um there was no way we were getting over the second and yeah. um we were just lucky that there was a um a dude with a, a tractor doing some um mowing um at i think it was the motor camp or something and we convinced him to come down and tow zane's nissan centra up and over the sand dunes <laughs> and back onto the beach so that we could boost it back to massey to make some uh i don't know i think i i remember we had to get back in time for something but yeah that's pretty, pretty awesome because I grew up in Kapiti, so um, my auntie and uncle spend a lot of time in Waitereere, which is yeah, I know the I know the area, I know the area yeah. pretty well. It's pretty like fine, dry sand. That the amount of times as a kid seeing people get their cars stuck yeah. easily, especially if you're trying to get over the dunes. Yeah. Good times. You you guys must have been desperate. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Oh, you got to try it. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. would have been the word. Yeah. 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 And but, so what are you yeah. doing in Wellington for work now? Uh, so I work in IT. So mm -hmm. I, I'm a project manager in IT and been doing that pretty much since I came down um, back in 2000. And I guess it was that background in project management that um, kind of really applied to like the trail building stuff. So mm -hmm. um yeah i mean the place that might now um when i first met there was a couple of guys who were mountain biking and so we used we used to i hadn't really ridden for about 10 years and so i kind of got back into it with them just as guys from work type thing and um that was fine they were more about rushing uphill i wasn't mm -hmm. so into that um and then uh, you know on their hardtails and stuff and then i bought a 
uh, a, a fully um, a giant rain and it was like suddenly the downhills just became super fun and um i started dropping them on the downhills and they were dropping me on the uphills so i needed to find some new riding buddies and um so i went started um attending a couple of the mucker peak digs and that kind of thing yeah and um and then i think it was one christmas break um two local guys here in miramar said that they were going to um open up some trails some existing farm trails here um in mount crawford mm -hmm. and so came along to that and yeah and that was like 10 years of digging on the Miramar trails came from that so um and, and I guess that's that was really how I got into the mountain bike community more was through digging so yeah. um so there was uh, Ben Wild and Grant Perry started that project and um because we were all local you know it was 10 minutes from back door mm -hmm. um on the bike we would We'd be out there every Sunday afternoon um, after we've been for our ride ourselves and dig in the afternoons. And this is kind of before most of us had kids. And it was just, um, yeah, dig for a few hours and have a few beers and yarn. And then, yeah, kind of grew from that. But um, the at that time, there were lots of really separate little digging projects around Wellington. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the time that the pole hall boys uh, crew was starting up there was crew just starting up in belmont um mystic portal crew uh, there was another crew um like k-hole stuff and that kind of thing out back at quarry park and um and so we're all kind of like these like i just casual groups of people um yep. and uh we had one of the guys who's kind of on the stalwarts mountain biking uh, the um you know gravity mountain biking in wellington um mike the hippie um came to one of our digs that we're building when we're building jailbreak and was giving some us advice and and that kind of thing and we um i think someone had given us some money and we didn't know how to what to do with it because yeah. we couldn't put it into our own accounts and so he said oh well how about we just like bring you in as a branch of the club and um and then you know um you can just have a side bank account as part of the wellington mountain bike club and and that kind of started that whole thing about you know me being because i was now the miramar representative on the on the wellington committee mm -hmm. and then um and then i think it was the year later um became the secretary but at the time we only had about 40 members 45 members in the wellington mountain bike club because yep. um uh the club was based out long gully um and had a bunch of dh tracks there um but access was starting to become a bit of an issue because the farm was starting to like subdivide off blocks for his for his children to, uh, and build houses and stuff so mm -hmm. um the club kind of needed to pivot a bit and that was kind of when enduro was starting to come along and uh, we had a bunch of these new digging projects that needed to fundraise money um so they could buy tools and retaining and stuff and in myself and a couple of others thought well this enduro thing sounds kind of fun how about we start an enduro series and use that as a fundraiser for all the um the little clubs uh, well yeah. the little digging projects yeah and when so, what year was this about i want to say it's going to be like 09 or 2010 mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I think that first year was rather ambitious. Um, I think I ran like five different enduros. Um, 
like two or three stage ones. There was um, with help of a bunch of other people at the club. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we did one at Miramar, um, we, Makra Peak, Wainui. Um, oh, I can't remember where else we, but we, we ran a, a couple there. Um, and we used to have this thing with where clubs would racing would give like a small amount per rider to the trail center. And we kind of inverted that and said, the club's just going to take like $5 per rider from entries just to pay our costs. Mm -hmm. And then everything else could go back to the trail center. Mm -hmm. um, and so it meant that we were able to announce that we're, you know, oh, this race raised like four grand for um, this trail center and that kind of thing. And um, and that was a real catalyst to A, like, you know, the, these digging projects having enough money to be able to fund tools and contribute to the digs and stuff, but also like membership. So, um, you know, Kiwis aren't that good at joining mountain bike clubs, but mm -hmm. like I, the the Welling Mountain Bike Club, because we'd offer a discount on the racing and, and people wanted to race, the membership went from like 40 to a couple of hundred in, in the first year. And I think now it's up around seven, seven, eight hundred people, yeah. you know, which is pretty high for a club where you don't require, you know, access, you know, you don't yeah. have to be a member of a club like in um of Hawke's Bay or, or Nelson to access the trails. So yeah. But my my kind of role was always like liaising with the council. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, um like because we wanted to build new trails and that arm and R and all that kind of stuff. And then we started to get in with a couple of the council officers there and they made suggestions about how we could like well if you could just present a bit more professional, you know, proposal type thing. Then, yep. um, then that's something that we can put through. So, yeah, I would just write it up like a project, you know, have the project plan and milestones, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, like I would do at work and submit that in. And, and yeah, all of a sudden we started getting like new builds. We were able to get signed off because they had something that they could take and shop around the other offices and get signed off. Yep. Um, and so that's how we built, you know, got permissions for like a lot of the trails on Miramar and um some of the trails on like mount vic and yeah because that's evolved now and there's also trails wellington as well is that that separate from the club yeah so trails wellington um because we've always had like pmp which is kind of the um they do the road track um and um xc racing mm -hmm. um we've had micro peak supporters um we've had the wellington mountain bike club had Revolve, um, then we've got the Belmont, um, has their own organization out there in the hut, um, and um, Wainui Trail Park. Um, and Trails Wellington um, was kind of a thought, well, how can we, um, a group of business businessmen basically thinking, well, how can we promote Wellington as a as a whole, as a, um, as a mountain bike destination? Mm -hmm. And it kind of came out of the work, you know, um, like Rotorua had those impact reports that came out talking about how the benefit of, you know, um, mountain biking to to the city. Yeah. And it was like, you know, just like everywhere else. I know Nelson, I know Christchurch, you know, other areas were kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe we should do uh, yeah. <laughs> economic impact report and see if we can use that as leverage to try and... Uh, numbers, eh? Councils love numbers. Yeah. 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 And they, well, the other thing that um, Wellington City particularly loved was like if we could talk about other 
um, other things that we're doing. So yeah. in Wellington, a little bit different to say like Rotorua when you're in a uh, working forest. Like a big part of what we do is also um, planting and revegetation. Okay. Yep. So, um, you know, uh, you, you'll hear these things like a tree for every meter of trail or something like that. Um, and that's also evolved now to um, like trapping as well. So, um, and we found that, uh, you know, once we put the trails in, uh, um, we had some of the local ecology groups coming to us and go, oh, sweet. Now we can access these areas and mm -hmm. get into these gullies and stuff more easily. Um, and we started partnering with them so that they could put in. So Miramar, we've got Motu Kairangi and they do trapping and um, and planting. And then you've got even through Pole Hill that they're helping out with the Capital Kiwi and all that kind of stuff. So Very nice. Um, Richard Usher down at Cable Bay was also saying the same thing. They had a, an ecologist come through and they were pretty much like, the more trails, the better because... It means we've got more access yeah so the trap lines in there it's it makes a lot of sense yeah 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 i mean we always have a bit of a tension because like um uh you know some of the newer trails that we're putting through are kind of like you know it's like, like this new um jumps trail it's you know it's almost a road that you're putting through yeah. the bush and stuff so you got to do that kind of judiciously i think and, and pick and choose where you can put those things but mm -hmm. certainly we know, um, um, like the the ecologists, like it was one of the things we were going. Well, we want to build this grade four, grade five, and, and they were, and they thought that we we're going to have to do this big bench. And we're saying, no, no, yeah. we're going to leave all the roots and stuff. And they're like, oh, okay, no, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah. The higher the grade, the more or the less impact the trail seems yeah. to have. Yeah, yeah. And so grade yeah. six is pretty much as long as you can get some handlebars down there, it's good to go. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, let, I'll leave you to those ones, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, on my days, on my days. Yeah. yeah. Um, nice. And so how did the trail fund come about? How long has that been? Because you've you've had involvement in the trail fund in the past. And yeah. That's more yeah. of a national, nationwide thing, eh? Yeah, so the, the real precursor to trail fund was this thing called the Wellington Trails Alliance. So yeah. we... Um, and it all came about through this advocacy with council and trying because we had all these splintered groups and trying to have like a united voice. Um, and uh, so, you know, there's a, a bunch and it all came from like trail building, like um, in chats when people are digging stuff. So mm -hmm. like uh, Ben Wild was like I went and got on the Wellington Mountain Bike Club Committee and he was on the um, um, mountain bike new zealand exec um we also had have another friend nessa lynch who was you know she was a associate um professor of law and so she was very good at like reading the proposals and like you know the policies and stuff and writing submissions yeah um and the first thing that we we did is like we just recognized there was a need to try and have like one voice rather than having like you know, 10 or 12 disparate voices kind of not that aligned, you mm -hmm. know, and could be seen that we were maybe, you know, um, conflicting with each other's points of view, whereas if we could just have one view that was kind of advocating from, you know, trails and Wellington. So um, I can't remember where it was. I was trying to look this up. I think it was maybe 2010, 2011. I, um, I organised this thing called the um, Wellington Trails Alliance, um, I think we called it a forum and we just 
the council were really good. They offered us a room at the um, at Akutangi, the sports centre there, and uh, and they said they paid the catering, all that kind of thing. And we we're like, okay, cool. Let's see who turns up. And we got ninety people turn up from nice. the whole Wellington region. So, and that includes the wire wrapper and um, up into Kapiti and the hut and that kind of thing. Just mm. wanting to talk about trail building and and how we can you know work together as a group. And it was quite good because being based in Wellington, you know, it's fairly easy for us to drag some people along from central government, so DOC and ACC and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know some of the advocacy groups like recreation Aotearoa and that kind of thing turned up and yeah and so um ben and nessa thought there was something in this and so and there was a bit of hoo-ha you know going on with um uh, mountain bike new zealand and bike new zealand at the time looking to i don't know i can't even remember all the politics but it, yeah. it, it, it felt like mountain bike new zealand was going to get absorbed into the the national body and so um there was this proposal to actually do the splinter group which was mountain bike new zealand always had one person who was around the trails advocacy yeah um and so the thing was well let's create a whole um you know not-for-profit group which is all about you know advocating for volunteer trail building and yeah. supporting volunteer trail builders and so that's where it started um and at this time i was still kind of knee deep in like the uh, wellington mountain bike club stuff but uh trail fund um was able to get some pretty good people involved like i know um you know adam the who who loved to ride but who's a visual designer he didn't want to mess up his hands digging <laughs> is what he says <laughs> yeah and he came up with all the logos and stuff like that so we started hocking off t-shirts and then um and by selling t-shirts they were able to raise money to actually then run um, start these funding rounds and start giving out tools and stuff a bit like the ground effect slash fund type stuff yeah. and then after a couple of years um there was um, i'm thinking it might be about 2013 14 WorkSafe were doing a review of the act and there was a lot of concern um that we'd heard things through some of the advocacy groups doc and and wellington city council that um volunteer trail building was going to kind of get like was going to get really hard to um you know to do you know yeah. land managers were just going to be like no nah, no nah, we're, we're going to be liable for all these people running around with like grubbers and you know <laughs> saws and stuff on our land so it's yeah. like they didn't want that stuff so um um i said and i i did this one of the things with volunteers is, is you is you should never say you should do this <laughs> yeah and i and i was because i was saying well we you know you should have um run tra training for trail builders so that people like at least some basic they know what basic tools are and stuff and and i was writing that email to ben and i changed the you should to like um i could and so i came on board to trail fund and built up a bunch of trail building courses um, and so we've been running them off and on since then. Just, you know, the idea, just like a two, three hour course is the basic one, you know, just basic trail building, like yeah. what the different tools are, how to, and... yeah, how to, you know, how to build a bench properly and, you know, water management and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. And so how much trail is there actually now in Wellington? Do you have any idea? 
Oh, um, people run out, roll out different stats, but I think yeah. it's like they they want depends if you include like the gravel, but like you know, there's well over a hundred k of single track, and mm -hmm. then if you bring in like the things like the skyline walkway, which is kind of like a bit more um, a four wheel drive track and stuff, you know, you can get up to two three hundred, and also you know, do you include the Akataroas in there? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's nice. heaps. Yeah. And um, where have you been riding lately the most? Yeah, not just your commute to work or just because it's winter, just pretty much the commute to work? Uh, the commute to work can get a little bit greasy in winter, mm. but um, no, my most of my riding lately has been in and around the kids, has been grabbing the e bike and yep. um, just I got a lap which I do, which I go ride from here to Mucker Peak, do a lap up there. And then I come in through Pole Hill, and then I come up over Mount Vic, and I can get like a good forty k ride on the on the Levo. Yeah, nice. Done and dusted. Yeah. Sweet. Um, how long you had your Levo for? Specialized Levo. Uh, I'm on my second one. So yeah. I think I've had one for about three, four years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Game changer. Still, love it. Do you still roll a, a mountain bike as well, or just the e mountain bike? Nah. Uh, yeah. I go. <laughs> Bit of a kleptomaniac, so I got a few bikes in, in, in yep. the shed. But yeah, no, I definitely still ride, uh, um, you know, just a um, an all mountain bike because I've got to ride with my daughter, and I'm not going to buy her an e bike. So yeah, and also all the teaching and stuff like we do that on on the um, the pedal bike. But mm -hmm. um, if I'm riding by myself, or I've you know Ben, um, who I mentioned earlier, he's got um, a Levo SL, so two of us will. Yeah, if we're going for a ride, we'll typically take the, the e-bikes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. Um, and when you were teaching, like, what do you, what do you find you'd be teaching the most? Like, it's always surely... body position, eh? Yeah, it's always body position. Always comes down to body position. Um, and it doesn't, you know, everyone comes along and they go, oh, I want to do jumps or I want to do this and that and that yeah. kind of thing. And you go, okay, let's let's see if we can get you down the hill in a stable fashion. You know, yeah. Um, get you to the jump but... first. Sort of Just get you to the jump. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, just getting people centered on their bike and like um, my friends had described me as like a human video camera, like just being able to like look at their stance and what they're doing and then just give them like one or two tweaks, um, just in body position, just to kind of get them a bit more centered, just giving yeah. them that feedback. But, um, my favorite thing to teach is corners. I love corners. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I love corners too. Corners are pretty techy, but when yeah. you feel super comfortable on corners, there's that's such a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Very good feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, um uh, there used to be a section of corners up on uh was it Turkish? Like towards the end there, like there's like three yep. droppy corners yep. and stuff. I used to love like be, like if you had those dialed, it kind of just felt like slalom skiing. We could come in and just you know mm -hmm. um, carve into each one. But yeah, yeah. Now there's just two, and yeah. the new Turkish. Yeah, but still, yeah. they feel good. They feel good. Yeah. Oh, nice. And any other trips up to Rotorua? Because you come up here quite a lot. Well, I see you up here quite a lot. It's when I bump into you. Yeah. Well, because um. Yeah, um, working with the peak crew and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
used to be quite a bit because um, certainly like coming up for Crankworks um, and working for Peak for those as a medic. Um, haven't been up as much lately. I think it's because um, Peak's managed to get a bit more work down here in Wellington. So um, yeah. uh, don't, don't have to go and do the trail um, traveling quite so much. But um, but overdue for a rotor mission, I think. Um, yeah, definitely yeah. want to try and get up there before the end of the year. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago that we went out for our little bike ride. But um, yeah. one of my favorites that we went on, because we were both, I don't know, it was the end of the weekend for you, and I was end of the weekend for me, so I was tired from being on my bike all weekend, and we just went out and did, like, the backside of the forest loop. Just yeah, having a good old time. <laughs> Lots of chat. <laughs> what are you guys up to? Oh, we just, you know, just pretty much gas bagging the whole way around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did that whole big loop, and then at the end, we decided to do like three descents or something just to kind yeah. of like just yeah, spice it up, but just to um, make it count. Yeah, I hadn't I actually hadn't been out all that way, and it was just yeah, it's pretty magical that forest loop, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the backside, because like the front side gets used a lot between Waipa Car Park and um, Teputaki Tower gets used heaps, but because you can, it can service a lot of the the fun descents, mm -hmm. so you can kind of use it. And go from hill to hill, but the backside, it's just it's quiet out there and it's super scenic. The views of um Green Lake or Lake Rotakaki, and that's just a super fun, flowy little section, yeah. And then we just made our way back around, it was good, it was a good day, yeah. I think I might have actually had a uh, like a dislocated finger or something now that I think yeah. about it. <laughs> I don't think it was slowing you down too much, though, mate. <laughs> little finger, it's not it's important, but not that important, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, and so for people who are just getting into mountain biking, like what would you say is a good way to get into the community? You mentioned trail trail building has been a real in for you. Would you say mm -hmm. it's like one of the simplest ways to actually go and meet other riders and like give some real value even from an early stage? Yeah, I mean, the thing is with like trail building, you know, there's always jobs that can do people can do. Like I used to take my young daughter along and like to the planting missions and she would help just like sprinkle the water crystals into the holes and stuff, you know, for the yeah. plants and things. So um and I think a lot of the trail crews, like especially here in like Wellington now getting it used to be kind of a little bit more closed offish back in, you know, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But mm -hmm. now everyone's like super open and welcoming it's a really good way to get in and you know you just start chatting with someone talking about riding and then they'll go oh yeah do you want to go for a ride after and and then you're you know you're kind of in there um the other thing is just helping out at events so yep. um events always need marshals and stuff like that and that can be yeah, they're always screaming for volunteers eh? yeah yeah and you know um that is a great way to like um you know <laughs> um Event organizers love marshals, and we, you know, and and um, and you know, um, I see that happening now. There's a bunch of people who have kind of just, you know, they might they might have kind of been on the fringe of the community, but they just by like coming and helping out at events and just turning up, and you know, it's not hard work or particularly specialized work, but it's valuable stuff, mm -hmm. and you know, um, but really appreciated, and and people just you know just felt that vibe and started getting more involved with the community. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just think like volunteering is a huge way that to get in there, you know, um, 
I think there's there's still a big portion of people who kind of expect it's it's all it's all been done for them, like yeah. the council or Doc have just laid it out, and they just need to you know. Um, but the the best part of the community, the the people I like hanging out, the ones who are all contributing back, and that that community is huge now, and that's you know. Yeah, how do the dig days roll in Wellington? Like, who organises them, and how do you get how do you get involved? So, um, I think dig days is probably the only reason I'm still on Facebook. But um, yeah. yeah, so uh, certainly um, all the different crews will have a Facebook page around Wellington, and they'll advertise their digs and stuff up there as an event, and just rock along. Yeah. Um, uh, Makra Peak, they have a bit more of a set um, maintenance cycle that they're doing. They, they, they advertise a little bit further in advance, but um, some of the other crews, it's a little bit more ad hoc, just when and where. Um, yeah, but, I mean, the key thing is turn up to one dig and show interest, and then, yeah, you'll you'll be included in that community. They'll let you know, because, like, people to shift earth, always looking for people who are prepared to, like, spend a couple of hours breaking their back moving stumps and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it's not rocket science. And because you are volunteering, you just you do what you can. There's no real expectation that you need to knock out tens of metres worth of trail or benching. Yeah, you kind of go, potter along, do what you can, have a laugh. Yeah. Come back and It may be pulling out a stump or, or it may be yeah. like collecting some rocks or it may just be raking some earth or something, but Clearing it's all valuable stuff. Yeah. And, you know, um, and I think... I certainly think that if you've you've volunteered and helped out on a trail build, like I, you know, when I ride in Miramar here, like there's a couple of corners on the climb that that we built on that very first dig that I, I was a part of, and I, when I'm doing that climb, I still think about that. It's like it's pretty cool, man. Like we're still riding the stuff, like um, you know, help put that stuff there, and mm -hmm. and you see. Um, heaps of people, you know, getting a kick out of um, the trails and enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. And talking about gear again, seems you love gear. What is your favourite piece of mountain bike kit that you're just like, man, I couldn't live without this? It's the thing that comes with you every time. Uh, my favourite bit of kit on the bike would be a dropper post. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you right. running? Because you're quite tall. Are you quite tall? Uh, I'm just yeah, just under six one. Um, yeah, six six one. Um, I don't know. I just run the ones which come on my specialized bikes. The oh, yeah. standard. I think they're one fifty. Yeah. But like, um, I remember when I put a dropper post on like my old hardtail, and it was like it just transformed the ride. Like mm -hmm. you know, just all of a sudden, you know, um, just being able, especially somewhere like Rotorua, where it's undulating. Yeah, you know, it's not so bad here in Wellington where we tend to climb up a hill. We'll get tired, have a bit of a chin wag, put the seat down and then go the way. But um just that's having that seat post being able to pop it up and down, I think that's yeah, that's would be my go-to piece of gear. I think that's been the big game changer in the last few years. Well yeah. they've been around for ages now, dating myself. Yeah. Yeah, but now they're kind of like if you're serious about going up and down hills, they're a, they're an essential little piece of piece of kit. Yeah. Bikes come out with hydraulic brakes and a dropper post whereas it used to be like cantilevered brakes and slicks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah no dropper post for sure in terms of the other gear i know i've actually really gotten into riding pants in the last couple of years like oh, yeah pants. yep um, me too 
Yeah. I mean, not in the middle of summer or anything, but like certainly here it's a little bit cooler. And whenever it's muddy and all that kind of stuff, I just like being able to go. Drop your pants. Drop, <laughs> drop your pants. pants. It's all gone. Yeah. It's all gone. So, yeah, good, a good pair of riding pants. Yeah, is yeah. the goal. Yeah, nice. And do you have a favorite trail at the moment? Oh, like this is a hard question. Like my favorite trail is anything with cornflakes. So oh, yes. I love and um, I like anything in the in the beach forest and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, particularly something which I can't ride all of the trail. I'm quite happy with. Like, yeah. um, you know, my buddy Zane that was talking about before. Like, he would take me on missions, and you know. I'd be end up walking my bike a lot and that kind of thing, but we'd be going to some far off places and in, in the middle of nowhere and just the experience. So yeah, like I I do love that beach forest riding. To me, that's yeah, that's pretty it is pretty good, eh? That's yeah, it's like it's almost like powder skiing. It's like drifty yeah. but with a nice level of grip. And you've you've got to go and work for it. There's yeah. not many in the city beach trails. Wanui Mata is pretty close. Yeah, well, we're pretty lucky here. Like, I can be um, up on Rada Ridge, you know, mm -hmm. from my house in about thirty minutes. You know, so and that's all. That's all beach forest. Yeah, you know, if, it depends. Like, it could be an hour and a half, depending if you got to get through the Batoni foreshore. But so, but anyway, traffic. Yeah, yeah. But it's still as the crow flies, it's nice and close. Yeah, yeah, wicked. Um, all right. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, no, I think, that, I don't know. That's probably enough for everything on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you were to, like, if someone's getting into mountain biking, what would be a tip that you would give them to help progress their riding or help them, like, just feel better, feel more confident? Get a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think... Get a lesson from 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 an instructor. I, I mean, we have this thing in New Zealand, like you know, people, everyone learns to ski. They always go and they get a ski lesson the first yep. time they go up. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's kind of you know you accept that's what you've got to do to in order to learn the sport. And we, I think the thing is, we all think because we can ride a bicycle on the um, on the road, that um, that that's immediately going to you know mean that we can ride a bike off you know off road on the trail. Yeah, and like um i think if you want to have the smoothest route into it have a lesson and maybe maybe pay for a couple you know and do them like you know uh, like a month or six weeks apart give yourself time mm -hmm. to actually bed in those skills i know um my mountain biking like i was all just kind of self-taught and people were telling you just hang off the back and do all this kind of stuff and yeah do all this crazy stuff and I went and um, the family gave me um, a voucher to go and have a lesson with Gabby and Dodsey. Yep. And that was just transformative, I think, it, um, in terms of like um, just being able to sort out my um, body position on the riding. And I think, you know, I went back and had about three or four lessons with them yep. um, between Wellington and, and Rotorua. And it just, yeah, so... That's one of the no. biggest myths, say, eh? like lots of people just get back, get back. And it's the amount of people that I see who come on a lesson because they've had a crash or actually injured themselves because their front wheel's washed out. And that's exactly yep. why their front wheel is washing out. And the more that that happens, the more afraid of it they get. And the further back 
they go, which mm. it's like this downward spiral. So it's you, you're not having much fun anymore when you just like can't keep your front wheel stuck to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And the number of people who come to lessons, it's always that front wheel washing out, front wheel yep. washing out. And you end up working with them on their body position to get them centered and kind of lower on the bike and get, you know, a bit more grip on that front wheel. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I was talking about, you know, this 50 50 weight distribution type of thing. Like, um, and, and that can be, and like I say, like, for some people, you can tell them that and it automatically makes sense in their brains and they can apply it. But for a lot of us, we need someone to like observe us and give us that feedback that we, you know, that we've got that that centered position. So because spatial yeah, awareness is actually pretty hard, eh? You can't see yourself when you're on a bike. And so you're like, well, yeah. what what do I need to do to achieve that result? Yeah. Mm. And with a with an instructor, someone can look at you and actually tweak one or two things or say a key word and mm. it makes the the world of difference yeah yeah first I run think after that they're just feeling way better oh cool job done let's go drink coffee yeah <laughs> i practice yeah that. i think i've lost lost track of the number of people who might be who turned up to listen be a little bit skeptical and it's like oh mm -hmm. i got given a voucher or something like that and they're kind of a little bit wary of of you know as i can ride a bike and then by the end of the lesson they're like oh Oh yeah, this is good. Like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I just need to do that with my hips, or you know, yeah. whatever it is. And it's like, yeah. So, yeah, and that's really cool. So, no, get lessons. <laughs> you know what? Oh, um, I'll chuck a. I've got a little video that I did on body position. I'll chuck that in the in the description too, because it's it isn't rocket science, but it's it's really important. It is one of mm -hmm. the most important things. Yeah, riding a yeah. bike. Yeah. especially when the trail gets rough or you've got technical stuff like corners or roots or rocks yeah or even just loose ground yeah whole nine yards yeah yeah absolutely ah very good very good all right well thanks heaps for us for joining and sharing your little bit of background and um your involvement in the community it's quite got quite a lot of experience there mate yeah i always love our yarns yeah yeah no, looking forward to another one I'll come up and we'll go for a ride. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. Righto. Catch you later, Russ. Cheers, mate. See ya. Bye. Thanks again for listening to MTV Sharing the Stoke. This podcast is brought to you by New Zealand Mountain Biking. We offer all-inclusive guided tours throughout the country and mountain bike lessons here in Rotorua. The best way that you can support this content is to share it with your friends, follow, comment, and come and ride or do a lesson with us. You can check out our trips and our lessons on our website, newzealandmountainbiking.com. And most importantly, go and share the stoke and go and ride your bike.